Hi everyone, welcome to the Fallible Management Podcast. Today, something about the link between IDs and behavior. So, we know that we act upon our IDs. Our behavior, our actions are consequences of our IDs. Our goals, our visions, our plans, our steps, and also the arguments for why we have certain plans and certain goals. All of those are our IDs and they drive the behavior or the action uh, that we exhibit. Now, IDs can be explicit, inexplicit, subconscious, so we we never really have an entire uh, knowledge of of what our IDs are, but that doesn't take away the fact that we act as a consequence of our IDs. I mean, there's a direct relationship, and we also cannot act upon an idea that we're not entertaining in our mind uh, by logical consequence and, and, and almost by definition. I mean, it has to be a part of the ideas in our mind for it to be possible to be acted upon. Uh, that's a simple fact of logic, but it's often overlooked. Um, and ideas evolve, evolve via conjecture and criticism. So we're guessing new ideas uh, all the time and then we're submitting them to tests whether or not they're going to uh, let us achieve our goal and if not we're trying to resolve that problem or resolve that conflict now when we want to make people do things like the basic question in management we want people to execute things for us and and we're asking them to achieve things that we think as managers are uh, important things. What we basically want to do is um, trying to replace existing ideas with new ones. We know that people uh, have have their own ideas, have their own goals and, and, and methods and approaches and steps they want to take. But as a manager, you want them to do it uh, a little bit differently or significantly differently depending on where they're at at each moment in time and what you want them to do Uh, but the way you want them to do that is by replacing whatever they have in their head by the new id that comes from you like the goal that is new and 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 important uh, or the plan or the methodology that we need to change that is better uh, as opposed to whatever methodology is currently in the heads of people now, uh, th- that poses a problem. You can ask yourself, is this possible? I mean, if people have all these ideas themselves, can you just simply replace them uh, with a new idea, with a new goal, for example, or a new methodology that you want to uh, put in place uh, and that has to replace the existing way of working uh, that people have become used to and that uh, people have in their heads uh, as the methodology uh, they're used to working with. Now, replacement in one go is, I think, not possible. I mean, ideas evolve and they evolve in, a, in, in, a, in an error correction process. Um, and there's never a guarantee that people can jump in one go from all their existing ideas about how to do something towards the new uh, ID. Uh, so they need time to think about the new idea internally and try to figure out a way to get from whatever they're holding in their in their mind currently towards uh, this new goal this new uh, plan and that 
requires error correction. So the ideas have to evolve in, in, in a mind for, for people to really understand how they have to behave in a way that uh, the goal will be achieved. So there's this direct link between understanding an idea and how it will make you uh, move towards a goal uh, versus actually doing it. I mean, the, the two go hand in hand. You cannot execute an idea that you don't understand. That is just being put there, uh, rests and sits in your mind, but you don't understand it, which means that it conflicts with all kind of other ideas you're having and that you're uh, understanding as well, but you can't uh, understand uh, two conflicting ideas at the same time. I mean, one of the two or both of them needs to be wrong. But once there is a conflict uh, between these ideas, uh, your behavior will suffer. I mean, you'll either choose one or both and then try to push out the other one. Uh, or you try to do a bit of both. But since they're conflicting, your behavior will also be conflicting and, and, and actually make no sense. So if people cannot resolve the conflicts between their existing ideas and some kind of new ideas that was attempted to be the replacement of their existing ones, then the subsequent behavior will uh, definitely not be uh, fruitful and, 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 and effective. So people need to be able to error correct their way from their existing ideas to some new one. And the new one shouldn't show any conflicts in their minds anymore. Uh, because when that doesn't show any conflicts anymore, it means that you have a sufficient understanding of how the ID works and how the ID uh, will deliver a certain goal. And then you can base your actions upon that ID. Now, this error correction process is vital. It's an evolutionary process, which you cannot uh, really force. Uh, force in the sense that you, as I initially said, can replace all the existing ideas in one go with the new ID and then expect that behavior will follow seamlessly from that replacement, that forced replacement. Um, but on the other hand, people can improve their ideas and they can get to understand better ideas that will uh, more effectively achieve uh, better goals. But, but it requires this error correction process, which is often neglected, which is often assumed to be not necessary. Um, or which is assumed to be just simply the responsibility of the individual and nobody has to help them. Um, I mean, it just has to be somehow realized. And if it's not realized, we will, we will then accordingly punish or withdraw the rewards uh, uh, at the time of measurement uh, when the goal had to be realized. But, I mean, that's not what, what, what essentially happened and that's not what ideally you should be thinking instead um, uh, companies need to organize for this error correction process so existing ideas can evolve uh, towards better ideas including people understanding you know why the new idea will work better than their existing ideas and that is an evolutionary process with some characteristics which you can introduce in your management process but uh, the characteristics are for example that every individual has to have sufficiently enough autonomy um, and that's really to make sure that people can start or are allowed to start from their own ideas uh, and that those are not just discarded neglected pushed out um, but that somehow some way they can um, express their own ideas and the way in which um, it uh, will solve a problem or achieve a goal 
um, as a start and, and have enough autonomy not to be overwhelmed each time with uh, older ideas that, that they haven't understood yet. That's one characteristic, so autonomy. Secondly, um, criticism. Uh, it sounds uh, as a bad word, but it's actually the way in which ideas improve. Because criticism literally is about the content of an idea, not about people. It is about the content um, and how, uh, well, good criticism at least is uh, the ability to give good reasons or good arguments for why an existing idea or, and its content won't work, so won't be able to achieve a goal. When you, through criticism, discover that actually there is a mistake in your idea, then you're in a position to improve it. Then you have understood why it will not work and you can come up with a better idea in order to make it work. It sounds very counterintuitive, but you actually have to think neg negatively in order to make positive progress. There's no other way. I mean, otherwise you have to always justify that already your uh, ideas are good and that there's no way to improve them and you can justify them uh, forever uh, to, you know, uh, make sure they're untouched. Criticism is vital. Content criticism is the only way that people can actually error correct uh, ideas and of course we do criticisms in our own heads while nobody is listening and nobody's even aware of the fact that we're criticizing our own ideas but in group and together and as a form of cooperation uh, you can also exchange criticism and and give as uh, the definition of good criticism give good reasons for why an idea of someone else may not work what they have overlooked uh, what the consequences are that will actually prevent uh, them from uh, achieving the goal that they also set out that is good criticism and, and you know that can be exchanged even in groups um, when there is an open uh, culture to exchange these kinds of uh, ideas to improve other people's uh, opinions and plans and goals. When there is transparency, when people write their ideas down and uh, share them and communicate about them. Uh, and, and already by writing them down, they're already improving it through uh, criticism. Also, when you have good discussions, uh, when the arguments in a discussion focus on the content of ideas and not on the um, person as a whole or on justification. Justification is actually the enemy of uh, the growth of knowledge and of error correction. Justification is aimed only and solely at keeping your ideas intact, immunizing them from improvement, immunizing them from uh, criticism. So justification is actually, well, it's non-existent and non-possible. Uh, it's an infinite regress, but um, it's still popular and in, in, and in uh, less good cultures it is... Um, the typical thing that 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 happens in meetings you know everybody's justifying their own ideas uh, and that is literally the same as uh, putting energy in the non-improvement uh, or the security that your idea will not have to improve and that's of course the opposite of what we're after we're after growing knowledge we're after growing um ideas or improving ideas rather uh, through error correction and criticisms and the Opposite of all of that is justificationism uh, that's trying to immunizing your ID for improvement 
justifying why it should never and can never change or improve uh, and why it will always be the best ID ever, uh, giving all kinds of reasons for that. But that's actually the same as uh, uh, building a fortress uh, wall around your ID and making it higher and higher while not at all focusing on the content of your ID and whether or not that content is actually going to be fruitful, going to create progress, going to get you closer to the goal. And that is not what we're after. So error correction processes are very important. The main characteristics of it is individual autonomy for the content of an ID at the start. Uh, and then uh, criticisms, good criticisms that eventually, uh, as Popper called it, uh, emerge into a tradition of criticism. Contrary to many cultures, uh, cultures that are based on justification, authoritarianism, closed um, cultures, uh, shame and blaming cultures, all of those are all... Um, you know, antidotes, uh, opposites of an open culture where ideas can improve through criticisms um, and obviously to be uh, avoided uh, at all costs. So thanks as always for listening. This is what I wanted to share about uh, error correction and behavior, the link between behavior and ideas. Thanks and hope to talk to you soon. Bye bye.